Hi there. Welcome to Bias Chinese. This is purely, deeply, truly personal. I'm a Mananian Chinese mainlander, and I've spent the first thirty years of my life in China, which means I've been through the reform and opening up, the earthquake in two thousand eight, the build-up of the Great Firewall, and lastly the COVID nineteen. In this podcast. I just want to give a common individual Chinese perspective on the things happening, because I'm sick of propaganda, and I simply don't want to be represented by anyone else without my consent. Like millions of the commoners in China, here's what I think. When I was seven years old, my village was turned into blocks of residential building on the original spot. And somehow, I remember my grandma has told me in her casual chat that our community was built by prisoners. When I was a kid, I barely remember anything in my childhood, but this remark stayed in my head all the time till now. As a kid, I had justified the fact to myself like they were in prison. So they were bad people, and making use of their labor was a punishment, also a compensation to the society. It's pretty fair. I can't guarantee you how many Chinese people still carry on my childish point of view, but I think some of them still do. The last time that I heard about the forced labor was the news covered in Xinjiang, the re-education camp. I think I began to notice it around 2015. And I remember when I was in middle school, there was a social unrest happened in Xinjiang, which made people like me, who lived in the neighbor province, scared to go out alone. There was a fear of Uyghurs at the time. Rumors were like they were chopping people's hands off by their machete, and I also heard that Liberation Army were sent to their place. Looking back. The fear was spread by the conflict happened in 2009, July 5. From then on, I hardly heard any news out of the Xinjiang anymore. So I think the control must begin from that time around. I had two impressions about Uyghurs. One was their advantage. One was their disadvantage. When I was in high school, I always noticed there were a couple of Uyghur pickpockets around the street corner. I've seen them stealing before. They also stole my friend's phone and my phone at the same spot. The thing is, we all knew, even if they were detained by the police for the stealing, due to their ethnic minority identity, the police couldn't do anything but give a verbal education and release them. Somehow, the street corner safe disappeared when I was sophomore in college. That's around two thousand twelve. Then, when I worked, I noticed some unobtrusive detail about Uyghurs. When I work as a teacher, I've met two students from Xinjiang, and I was informed by casual chat, the consultant who signed contract with the students from Xinjiang was mourned by the superior rather than getting a bonus as usual, just because there is a rule that you don't recruit students from Xinjiang. And when I asked why, nobody answered. It's just a rule, 
and a pretty harsh one, issued from the Bureau of Education Department. It's a red line. Then I find out that a Uyghur cannot move freely within our country, like the rest of the common people. Somehow, there are a lot of restrictions on them that most people simply don't know. Then the news of the re-education camp came out of the foreign news agency, of course. And the last thing I've noticed is that Xinjiang, which used to be called a province in my old memory, these last over five years, it was called Xinjiang Production Military Camp, if translated from the propaganda's term. This means something. Title means a lot. But nobody really asks about it in China. Most people I know from Xinjiang are actually Han people who moved in as children. And I have to say they are benefiters, and I didn't want to dig in their backgrounds. As my intuition told me, if I did, I couldn't be friends with them. So my conclusion is, most Chinese, or you can call Han people, barely know what's really happened in this region. If the entire Chinese is barred behind the Great Firewall, then within this secluded world, Xinjiang got another more bar within the bar, secluded it from the rest of the China. That is to say, if you confront a common Chinese with those appalling news, he or she would probably stupefy at the spot. And 99% he or she would accuse you of nonsense, as the news were too beyond them. The same goes for forced labor issue. I personally just watched a film a week before, and that's my first time truly getting known this problem. And I still cannot confirm yet with Googling. That doesn't mean we don't care, but we just don't have the access to check and find it by ourselves.